first of all, thank you very much for making it uh, in this weather. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's my great pleasure to have uh, Maki Nakayama with us today. Um, so, Maki had her MD in 1994 from Kobe University, and then she went on to do a residency, and after that she came back to Kobe University to do her graduate school, and obtained a PhD in medical sciences in 2002. And then she came to the U.S. to work as a postdoctoral fellow in the laboratory of George Eisenbach. And then she went there, was there until 2010 when she got an independent position at the same institute at the Barbara Davis Childhood Center. And uh, so she started on that with a P99 award. And she's probably best known for her 2005 landmark Nature paper where she showed clearly the importance of an insulin epitope in driving the disease, especially in NOD mice. And then later, she focused her research on insulin-reactive T-cells and demonstrated how these insulin-reactive T-cells, what they have in common, and it turns out to be quite surprising in that it's particularly at the level of the T-cell receptor, the alpha chain. So, again, it's my pleasure to introduce Maki. She will be speaking about insulin trimolecular complex critical for the development of type 1 diabetes. Presented by 
HNA or uh, I should say MHC molecule. So the MHC molecule presenting antigen is a determinant if the patient, if the uh, individuals develop diabetes or not. So just to quickly summarize what I'm, I'm going to talk today to you is first of all, I would like to remind you insulin is an important essential antigen for patients of uh, type 1 diabetes. And then after this, let's discuss how insulin is uh, expressed to T cells and then how T cells recognize insulin MHC uh, complex. And then after we talk, uh, talked about this, let's uh, also discuss if it is also true. I mean, uh, I'd like to start that uh, with NOD mass analysis and then move on to what we found in, in patients having type 1 diabetes. And then at last, this is a tiny bit a different topic, but because people here may be interested in islet transplantation, I also would like to talk to you about something, some important T-cell receptor sequences that actually react with endogenous islet and also islet graft um, at, the, at the end of my talk. So again, as I said, T-cells recognize T-cells recognize peptide presented by MHC. In NOD mice, there are a lot of antigens are, um, that are um, proposed as an antigen to be, to be um, presented to T-cells causing type 1 diabetes. For example, again, insulin, GAD, IA2, zinc transporter 8 is a false antibody in clinic that also the uh, um, patients develop antibody to this molecule. And then also IGRP is also a, a famous antigen, especially for CD8 T cells. And then recently Katie Haskins identified Progranin A is also a critical antigen for at least for NOD mice um, infiltrating pancreatic islands. However, when we try to see if these antigens are really essential for animals to develop diabetes, actually not all of them are, are essential. I'm not saying these are not important. Probably cells recognizing these antigens are also very important. But at least these antigens are not essential. Um, when we look at, actually this is a study from Dr. Notkins, when they as you see here, almost all mice do not that do not have IA2 or IA2 beta and peptide or proteins develop diabetes almost as well as one type. Same thing could be said when um, somebody knocked out. Uh, this is also from the study from Dr. Miyazaki in Osaka, Japan. When he knocked out GAD 60, I think in this case 67, um, but still diabetes occurred as well as in wild type mice. And then when uh, T cells responding to GAD 65 peptide uh, was eliminated, but still mice developed diabetes. So GAD IA2 appeared to not to be very 
um, essential, I would say. Um, although they, they are not, they are still animals developed diabetes. However, it was only. Oh, I'm sorry. Then also IGLP as well. This is also a study from Australian group. They found um, if T cells targeting IGLP is eliminated, still diabetes occurred. However, it is only insulin when we knocked out insulin molecule from NOD mice. Now the, all the animals do not develop diabetes. There is no infiltration of T cells in pancreatic virus. So this means that, and then, uh, I'm not showing here, but NOD mice also develop cyanides, which is an infiltration to um, salivary gland, and that disease was still uh, remained. So that means the uh, suppression of disease was really depending on lacking expression of insulin. So, um, so we believe insulin is a very critical antigen for at least for NOD mice to develop type 1 diabetes. So let's go back to this slide. So in this case, we mutated insulin B chain 923 amino acid, especially B insulin B chain position 16. Um, so insulin B923 peptide has been proposed as an important antigen for NOD mice for, uh, I would say, um, more than two decades. So there were long found T cells infiltrating NOD pancreatic islets recognized in B923 peptide, and then uh, T cells uh, recognizing this peptide also accelerates diabetes um, in transgenic mice as well, and then also as in some other diabetes resistant strains, when we immunize those resistant strains with B923 peptide, in, in some with some um, gene modulation, some of mice develop diabetes. So again, insulin B chain 923 peptide has been proposed as an important antigen for NOD, and then we uh, found that this is really essential if we don't have insulin B923 sequence in the body uh, in NOD mice. Now they do not develop diabetes. This sequence is the same in insulin 1 and insulin 2? Oh, actually, good question. Between um, only insulin B9 is different serine for uh, insulin 2, okay. proline for insulin 1. And then human insulin, you know, human has just only uh -huh. one insulin gene. And then uh, at least for B923, all sequences are, are identical between mouse insulin 2 and human insulin. And the mouse, I forgot how you did this. You remove, remove that sequence from insulin one, and insulin two oh, was knocked uh, out. The the backbone of insulin gene was used from insulin two gene. From insulin two, okay. Right. Then then both native insulin one and, and insulin two, two genes were removed. Were, were, and this was a trans gene. It was not a knocking. No. Yes, I, I'm not showing sure here, but when we, we also made native insulin transgenic mice to put it back to insulin knockouts to show where the sequence at B16 was important. And then those mice uh, developed at least insulin and also insulin antibodies. So the suppression of T cell infiltration 
into the pancreatic islets, we are depending on the sequence at insulin BGM or G16. So this is also the, uh, some study from um, other group in Australia, Dr. K. Um, they also generated, as I said, um, insulin, uh, they generated anodiamides not having T cells responding to insulin by overexpression of insulin gene in the thymus. And then what they found was, so now when we make those mice, of course mice do not have um, T cells responding to insulin, but then um, they also have lost T cells responding to IGRP. Then the opposite thing, when they made IGRP, it's not IGRP knockout, but when they made mice not having T cells responding to IGRP, still response to insulin remains. So this means events against to, to insulin occurs before prior to before the, the, the event to IGRP. So insulin is an upstream antigen then response to IGRP comes. That is how T cells um, destroy pancreatic islets. So um, I think this is, a, it was probably not a brief summary, but I think now we could be on the same page thinking that uh, um, insulin binding to 23 peptide is an important epitope for T cells infiltrating pancreatic islets of anonymous and then cause diabetes in those animals. So insulin BNG23 is presented by IHG7MNC cross 2 molecule and then recognized by TCRs. So now the question is what uh, I think I'm sorry. So now the question is how this peptide is recognized by T cells. So this is the, uh, um, so, so people say, okay, we found antigens, antigens, or epitopes. But the uh, peptide actually is sitting, is sitting on MNC. And then if one amino, then usually class two molecules have nine, nine, I mean, on the, on the MSC class 2 molecule, nine amino acids should be sitting on class 2 molecules. And then there are four pockets, four groups in MSC side so that amino acid can be anchored into the uh, um, MSC class 2 molecule. But when, if, uh, if one amino acid is sifted to any terminus or C terminus or whichever, now the, uh, the, the, the amino acid sequences shown to T cell receptor is totally different. So this is uh, the, uh, the, the um, example of, of B923 presented by IAG7. So this is MSC cluster molecule, IAG7 for anodymines. And then this is peptide of B923 at register 2, which means in, in one register. And then if it is sifted to 1 towards um, C terminus, now um, the, again, as I said, as you see, the surface structure 
of peptide MSC complex is totally different. So the register is actually very important to know how T cells recognize peptide MNC complex. And then what John Kappler found was he tested four different register of B9223 peptide and then let them uh, stimulate known some B9223 reactive T cell clones. And what he found was So what he found was actually the, the resistance 3, which we, we now call just simply resistance 3, is the one that stimulates B9223 reactive T cell clones. And then actually the important thing is the affinity, affinity of this peptide binding to um, IAG7 at this resistor is very, very low compared to resistor 1, resistor 2, which relatively have um, high binding affinity to, to IAG7, but register 3 is a very low affinity binding, um, binding, but still this is only the one that could stimulate B9223 reactive T cell clones. Excuse me? Yes. Um, how do you make those? I mean, how does that explain? How is that done? So, this is, uh, yes. Uh, so John has made so th there is actually a trick. Yes, good question. Um, so, so actually, the, 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 in the uh, normal, I mean, the native insulin B923 peptide, the position one for register one is actually um, 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 lysine here. Uh, not lysine, I'm sorry, uh, lysine. And then, um, Position nine is, in this case, glycine. But we know for NOD IAG7, pocket nine is uh, likes to have um, glutamic acid or um, that kind of negative charged uh, amino acid. So we, he actually changed amino acid to to E at position nine like this, and then arginine at position one. But still the uh, um, amino acid sequences presented to T cell receptors uh, are, are native. This is a trick how he fixed individual registers. And then there could be some argument that if we change peptides, I mean uh, amino acids at two positions like this, then now it may not be, you know, B923 peptide anymore, and then also, also as I said, the amino acid sequences presented to TC, uh, TCL side are not changed. But still, you know, if they are pulling up or pushing back, or that kind of surface structure might have been changed. So it is still controversial, but um, <coughs> he made a couple of different structures to, to make sure resistance is really the one that is um, re recognized by B923 reactivity cell clones. For example, he has made um, this here, yes, yeah, here. Uh, it's been changed to A 
But um, here is system. So he also made um, um, complex having system mutation in IAG7 so that also the uh, resistor cannot be, be removed on MNC. So that, that is also another way how, how we did this. But um, basically, um, this molecule could stimulate, uh, only this molecule could stimulate B9 uh, T cell clones responding to B923. So again, the, the resistor is very important, especially when we want to make tetramers. We need to know what kind of resistor it is uh, recognized by T cells. So, and then when we used tetramers having this register of peptide, and then tried to stain T cells infiltrating pancreatic lymph nodes, we found about 5% of all CD4 T cells infiltrating NOD pancreatic islets are stained by this um, insulin tetramer. So um, it is really uh, looks to be true that resistor 3 is the one that is recognized by T cells of NOD mice causing uh, or at least contributing to develop type 1 diabetes. So um, now let's go move on to T cell side. As I said, peptide in 3 b 923 is important. That is, uh, that is presented by IAG7 at register 3. Recognized by some TCR could be an important component for NOD to develop diabetes. So uh, now we want to talk about T cell receptor side. People here, some of people may not be familiar with T cell receptor rearrangement. So let me quickly review how T cell receptor can be made. So TCR is composed of alpha and beta chains, and then individual chains are have lots of different V gene and J gene, and then for beta chains they also have B gene, and then. Let's say, for, for example, for Vujin, we have about 80 different, no, no actually, we, um, mice have actually about 80 different Vujins. And then individual T cells choose one Vujin and then one J gene. And then they are rearranged like this in the chromosome uh, at the uh, gene level. And then between Vujin and J gene, there are random nucleotide insertion and insertion and deletion will be occur. So in junction region, there could be millions of different TCR I mean, junction sequences can be possible. So that is why how individual T cells can react with millions or billions of different peptides in our body. So, uh, so, so that means actually this junction region will be very important to, in, to recognize individual different peptide. And it is true, which this region is called CDL3. And then it, it is usually sitting really on the peptide MHC complex in the, in the center of a peptide. So CDL3 region from alpha chain and beta chains usually interact with peptide sitting on the MHC uh, molecule. But what we found was also TCR, TCR has actually kind of like three fingers 
to interacting with peptide MHC complex, which is called CDR1, CDR2, and CDR3. And then, as I said, CDR3 is made between VGIN and JGIN by random nucleotide insertion duration. But CDR1 and CDR2 sequences have been already in encoded in VGIN itself. Then the, those, those sequences are also important to interacting with peptide MSC complex. And then what the, the important thing was in most of T-cell clones generated by their, their Wegman, reacting with B923, actually use the same version called TRAB5D4. And then also uh, most of them, some of them are using TRAB5. Um, 42 or 56. But the important thing is, as I said, once T cell choose, chooses one version, which is TRAB for people in this case, the sequences in CDR1 and CDR2 are, are, are already determined, so they cannot change that those sequences. And then, as I said, about 70% of their red ones, B923 reactivity cell clones, use this particular TLAB genes, we, we hypothesize TLAB5D4 is also critical for anonymous to recognize insulin B923 IAG7 complex and then induce diabetes. So what we did was we used retrogenic mouse model in which uh, mice express only mouse express, mice have T cells expressing only T cells expressing TLAB5D4 gene or not TLAB5D4 gene. And then as you see here, most of the mice who, um, that have T cells expressing TLAB5D4 genes develop insulin autoantibodies. And then the important thing is, for example, BDC 6.9 NY4.1, these ones antigens are, are not known. We know these are these T cells are derived from NOD mouse pancreatic islet. However, the exact antigens haven't been identified, but still actually these two T cells happened to have TRAB5D4 and then they developed insulin antibodies. And there are also more interesting thing could be 14H4. This is Totally islet unrelated antigen. This is just a, um, not of our, um, I actually forgot, but this, this is not um, uh, related to pancreatic islet. And then, as you see here, for example, BDC 2.5, it's, uh, it's this, or BDC 10.1, these are also very strong. Uh, diabetogenic TCR clones, but they do not have TRAB5D4, and then it might have uh, T cells having um, not TRAB5D4 genes. Now they do not develop uh, insulin or antibodies. So at least what we could say is TRAB5D4 gene appeared to be sufficient for mice to develop diabetes when they have native insulin B923 sequence. When we generated retrogenic mice using um, insulin knockouts in which native insulin B923 is not expressed, now uh, the, the response we had in here were not 
represent it anymore. So the, uh, for TRAB54 genes to induce islet autoimmunity, expression of B923 peptide is required. And then, more interesting thing was, now as I said, in CDR1 and CDR2 sequences have been already fixed once T cell chooses TRAB5D4 alpha chain gene. But then uh, we didn't know which amino acids are essential for them to, to react with BNN223. So we did RNA scan in CDR1 and CDR2 regions, and then found CDR1 position 5 and CDR2 position 2 are essential for those TCLs to recognize BNN223. The very interesting thing was it is always true uh, at least for these three TCRs responding to B923. But there are lots of TCRs using TRAB5D4 but not responding to insulin B923 peptide. For example, in this case, yes, it was a hand-aid peptide. So this is, of course, uh, totally unrelated to type 1 diabetes. Whereas the T-cells responding to this peptide actually didn't care when we changed amino acid sequences to arnin at CDR1, position 5, and CDR2, 2. So the, uh, those two sequences appear to be very important to only when they recognize insulin b 923 peptide presented by IHS7. I think the uh, final answer should be um, should be provided when we sort the crystal structure of T cell receptor B923 IAG7 trimolecular complex to understand how that weird um, 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 event, which is also essential to start diabetes, occurs. So um, I've been talking about how insulin peptide is important for mice, but now let's step back and then think what kind of T cells are actually um, infiltrate pancreatic islets of mice. We started this study using mice because it's always easier to, to handle uh, mice. So what we asked was we wanted to know what kind of T cell receptor sequences are contributing to infiltration in, in NOD mice. So, so it was a very simple question. And then the, uh, the, the strategy that we used was we decided to sequence all T cell receptors by uh, deep sequencing uh, strategy. In this case, uh, we are using 454. And then um, this is a little bit of technical thing, but some of them might be interested. So actually, as I said, Vujins, uh, for, for T cell receptors, Vujins are very, very different. And we could not find any consultative sequences, sequence that could be, uh, that could catch, capture all T cell uh, TRAV genes. So what we had to do was we needed to do a fibrase TCL. Basically, um, RNA was um, converted to cDNA, and then at the five prime end, the universal sequence was annealed by using the uh, um, um, specific R, um, RTAs, and then um, then basically um, 
amplified all T cell receptors with the uh, specificity from only from the uh, reverse side. Um, PLASMA was set in constant region of alpha chain and beta chain separately, and then amplified all TCRs and then sequenced all of them on um, 454 sequencing machine. Well, the, probably the um, very interesting thing, and probably not very surprising thing, was actually when we sequenced pancreatic islets from mouse one and mouse two, their TCR repertoires are totally different. You see here, this is from uh, mouse one, from mouse two. For example, this sequence was found in mouse 2 very frequently. This is a top sequence found in mouse 2, but was not found in mouse 1 at all. The same thing could be said for lots of lots of most of sequences. So TCR repertoires, and even like you know, NOD mice are almost 100% identical. They are expressing the same insulin gene or all other antigens probably, and also they have the same MSC molecules, but still T cell receptors de developed, at actually for this one, it is about eight week old NOD mice when insulitis has been already fully developed. Individual TCRs have totally different receptors to, to recognize islets, but as I said, it couldn't, wouldn't be very surprising because first of all, Teresa Di Lorenzo has already found that uh, when she analyzed multiple mice, even like antigen repertoires targeted by individual mice are different. And then to recognize one antigen, there could be lots of different TCR uh, sequences could be possible. So this is not surprising, but still um, the, the, the important thing was we found a couple of sequences that was shared between two mice. And then when we did the uh, um, sequencing study to, to multiple, like in this case I'm showing about seven mice, we definitely could find some sequences that were all, always, always found from um, um, pancreatic islets of NOD mice. This is a list of TCR sequences found from at least six mice uh, out of seven, eight-week-old uh, NOD female mice. And then as you see here, this is actually an NKT uh, sequence. So um, NKT cells is a T cells that have always alpha chain of NKT cells are more than 99% of NKT cells. Alpha chain is always identical, which is usually found about 3%, 3 to 5% in um, um, CD4 T cells. And then we always found NKT cell sequence, which is not surprising, and which is, uh, also tells us the, uh, our sequencing method does not miss some frequent TCRs. And then also another interesting TCR is these ones. So TRAB16 and TRAB42 combination with this junction sequence was, I'd say, almost always found. And then also the frequency of this sequence is very high usually, like rank 10, within rank 10. And then this sequence was exactly identical to NY8.3 TCR. 
getting like millions of sequences. So if we go deep, deep, deeper, and then we might be able to find more uh, sequences. But they also, they, they don't know if those sequences could be found in PBMC, like, like, like. But another approach might be just to take the B923, the I87B923 specific Yes, yes, that is exactly what we want to do next, yes. Because then we can narrow down the T cell population first and then, yes, do, doing this, yes, exactly. So, um, as I said, individual mice have totally different T cell repertoires, but they definitely have public sequences, and then also another imp important information found from the TCR sequencing study was um, two TRAB genes are definitely dominantly found only in pancreatic gyrus, uh, TRAB54, TRAB16. As I said, again, this is our, our favorite TCRs, and then also TRAB16 was used by ICRP uh, uh, responding T cells. But also, what we wanted to do was, if these TCRs are really IRAT reactive or not, is also some questions. Those TCRs might be just there, not doing anything, just you know, walking through. We we, we wanted to we wanted to make sure uh, TCRs we found in pancreatic islets are uh, IRAT reactive. So we basically reconstituted alpha and beta chains in T-cell hybridoma cell line, and then let them respond to non-antigens as well as IRET antigens, I mean IRET cells. And then, you know, of course we cannot do hundreds of thousands of sequences to test this, but we tried to do this using the top 10 sequences found in, um, in, in a couple of mice. And then what we found was the top sequences appeared to be uh, at least in these two mice, recognizing um, chromogranin A peptide, which is a BDC 2.5 target. Uh, in, in two mice, both of them, the top one, top one, oops, I'm sorry. Top one, top one, um, uh, top alpha, top beta, uh, this combination reacting with chromogranin A. In this mouse, top three, top third, third alpha and beta recognizing chromogranin A. And then also in this mouse, one, beta, one alpha chain, which is Perisant Maria's alpha chain, could be paired with three different beta chains, top four, top six, and top eight beta chains, and then all of them responded, as they responded to as p 206214 peptide. So probably Perisant Maria's 8.3 alpha chain is kind of like a master alpha chain that can be, be, be paired with multiple different beta chains and then recognize IGRP peptide. That might be why this peptide um, responding T cells is very common in, 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 in NOD. And then uh, also the, uh, it's not uh, very frequent, but in Sibina due to D3 reactivity cells was also uh, found. So now, these are all the stories from um, NOD, we, I, I'd like to talk to you about a tiny bit about human study. What we are now doing is basically we want to reproduce the things that we found in NOD mice in, in humans as well. So we are using samples that are obtained from NPAR, which is the one that they, they collect 
pancreas and other immune organs from organ donors, and then um, especially if you had type 1 diabetes. So we obtained, um, let's we obtained um, pancreas tissues from two patients, and then this is from one patient. That patient had DQ8, and then also actually a protective allele DQB1 or 602. But in this patient, we also did the sequencing of TCRs in, in, in pancreas of this patient. And then what we found was um, there are also some skewing of usage of vision towards some specific regions. And then as you see here, PRIB13-1 is the one that is um, um, homologous to TRIB5D4, which is, is, is the one that I'm, I've been talking about. Um, and then why DQ8, um, I mean, uh, this patient, the, the fact that this patient had TRIB13-1 was important is because DQ8 is also homologous to mass IAG7. So the trimolecular complex expressing insulin peptide by some specific MSC molecule in mice, which could be an IAG7 for human, probably DQ8, uh, recognized by some specific TCRs in mice, TRAB44 in humans, might be TRAB13-1, could be a very important component for, for individuals to initiate the uh, uh, response to pancreatic islets. And then this is another uh, example, um, patient 6113 who had DL1, DL3, did not have DQ8 though. And then this patient had, had different TLAB skewing <coughs> towards, um, um, for example, to 12.1. So um, quickly summarize. Um, as I said, BN223 insulin peptide presented by IAG7 at register three, this register is very important, is critical. And then also TLAB5D4 alpha changing was sufficient. And then uh, also frequent TCR sequences in the islets are usually private, which means they, are, they have very, very different repertoires. But there are definitely significant accumulation of um, TCR alpha change with TLAB5D4 and TLAB16. In terms of vision repertoires, NOD mice tend to use TLAB 54 or TLAB 16. And then also, I didn't uh, show here, but uh, um, public sequences also definitely exist. Okay, so, so this um, uh, finding from NOD mice might be able to be applicable to human type 1 diabetes, which is the way we want to go now. So, um, using probably, I'll say maybe last five minutes. I will tell you a tiny bit about alloreactive T cells. Probably some of people here may be doing islet transplantation, islet transplantation research. So um, this is an idea why we wanted to do this uh, this project. So um, it, it, one islet graft was transplanted in patients having diabetes or patients having other disease. Patients having type 1 diabetes tend to reject islet graft. And the question was why? Probably one of reasons could be because all the reactive T cells targeting endogenous islets go to graft and then destroy graft islets. But the way how do they can do it? 
could be three different tetramolecular complexes could be proposed. One is T cells that are, that are uh, responding to self-pancreatic islets presented by self-MHC went to islet graft, and then actually because in pancreas transplantation, um, um, antigen-presenting cells are also go to go to uh, patients as well. So maybe the APC antigen presenting cells expressing self APC eat um beta cells um I graph and then present the same peptide to T cells. So that's why they, they, they can respond to allograft or uh, some some pathways called direct pathway which is actually T cells happened to be unreactive. Nothing related to 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 IRT graft, but um, they just because you know, see, two ten percent of all our T cells have ability uh, um, ability to recognize our um, MHC. So it's not surprising three to ten percent of all the reactive T cells infiltrating pancreatic islets actually just be unreactive. This is the second way. The third way is the same TCR can recognize the same peptide presented by tiny bit different MHCs. Like there are a couple of um, uh, examples. But the question is what kind of mechanism is used for T cells reacting with um, um, islet graft. So the, uh, we, we just did the same experiments that we've done for endogenous islets. As I said, individual mice have totally different TCR repertoires in islets, of course, and then also in islet graft. So in the islet graft, aeroreactive T cells are not very similar again. But then, um, this is just tiny bit, some, some TCR that were found in, um, um, in, in allograft are also very um, um, public, like, like Remy asked, TRAV16, TRAV42, this combination of PCR is very common in islets, as I said, but also common in, in graft as well. So these teasers went to our graft, but they are restricted by KOD, which is NOD's class 1 MSC molecule. And then our graft, we transplanted, do not express KOD. How can they recognize? Um, I read graft. So the, the, the first thing is just I wanted to show you how frequently endogenous T cells could be found in um, I read graft. And as you see here, it, it was actually way, way higher than we expected. In mouse one, uh, I read 9860, about 60% of TCRs that were found in islet graft were also shared by um, with um, um, endogenous islets. And then in mass 2, which was not as high as 60%, but still like about 15% of T-cells found in islet graft were also found in uh, endogenous islets. So um, definitely autoreactive T-cells do something in islet graft. And then finally, this is the most important slide that I wanted to show you. In this case, we actually transplanted C3H islets in, in which all MSC class 1 and class 2 molecules are totally different from NODs. 
And then, as you see here, this, this is actually top one, top one, alpha, beta, top two, top two, alpha, beta combination, top three, top three, alpha, beta combinations. All of them actually responded to C38 spring cells. And then uh, we've uh, already identified which MSC class one or class two molecules are presenting peptide to um, these TCLs. But basically, this, what this, um, and then uh, we, we've already known these three TCLs are also responding to endogenous islets presented by IAG7 or H2KD or DB. Um, so this experiment shows that all of top three sequences found in islet graft actually use this process. And then the important thing is actually these three top sequences found in islet R graft were not necessarily very frequent in pancreatic endogenous pancreatic islets, which means that probably some are just they happened to be unreactive. And they just you know they, they were autoreactive in pancreatic islets, but then when they are transplanted with allo islets, allo islet graft. Now they are already activated, so they went to um, allograft very quickly, expanded there very efficiently. That could be why all top three sequences are dual reactive. So this means that, um, in, in, in summarize number three, we believe it is very important to eliminate or modulate autoreactive T cells before patients get islet transplantation because autoreactive T cells appear to be contributing to destruction of other islets as well. Just they are happened to be um, dual reactive. So um, I think I'm gonna stop here. I just wanna say um, uh, people from Barbara Davis Center uh, contributed to all of these studies and especially for um, Allo-reactive TCL study Longill. Uh, we, we collaborate with uh, Dr. Longill at the uh, University of Colorado, and then for the register study, John Copper um, led uh, led uh, that study very well. Thank you. I'll start with one question. I was very puzzled by the the fact that NOD mice with the mutated insulin epitope still get cyanitis. So I thought cyanitis was secondary to insulitis through epitope spreading, but apparently that's not the case. What do you think happens? Well, do you know what could be the antigen in the case of cyanitis? I think, I think why NOD mice also sometimes about 15% of the NOD mice develop um, thyroiditis as well. So it is probably more like multiple organ, you know, autoimmune diseases to multiple organs. Intrinsic problem may not be only intramolecular complex, but it will, those individuals already have some factors to respond to self-antigens, probably in thyroid, probably in, in uh, you know, for, for patients having type 1 diabetes, they um, develop thyroiditis, also as some diseases, also um, like celiac disease, about 10%, 10 to 20% of T1D patients also develop celiac disease. So uh, probably, you know, like as I showed in, the, in, in my next, you know, in the second slide, there are lots of probably oops, um, a defect in immune system 
as well. Some 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 defect of regulation or that kind of also should be there. That is what I mean. So the only thing is because diabetes just happens first and the other ones are not really seen. Uh, they get masked by the fact that the mice suffer from diabetes first. Because a lot of these tissues are also endocrine tissues, so I sure, think someone they, they may yeah, share some yeah, antigen yeah. with island. That's why that, I thought that's, maybe that could be epitope spread. That, that, yeah. What happens with these autoreactive T cells over time in the energy mice? And how does, I mean, do they become less? Do they become more while as the diabetes develops? And how does this relate to the levels of autoantibodies in the... Okay. Uh, for your first question, for autoantibodies, it's basically autoantibodies, the level of autoantibodies basically does not relate to, to um, how quickly patients develop diabetes or not. Um, I said basically, some of them does. Um, so, so, but the, the presence of autoantibodies like insulin, GID, um, IA2, zinc transporter 8, if four of antigens are present, almost 98% of patients develop diabetes within a couple of years. So antibodies, it's very important to, to predict diabetes, but it does not tell us how, um, you know, what, what, what's going on in the pancreas. For, for T cells, this is very general, th uh, uh, general thing, but um, we believe T cells responding to insulin comes, I wouldn't say first, we don't know what is first really, but very in the early stage. And then at the later stage, now um, IGRP responding T cells, for example, CDAD T cells is definitely increasing by, pet by tetramer study. Like it starts with very few, like less than four percent around five weeks. But if you go to uh, um, older than ten, uh, 10 weeks, now about 20% of CD8 T cells infiltrating pancreatic islets are um, IGRP. So at the stage of insulitis, there look to be some specific antigens that are more important, or I should, probably I shouldn't say more important more dominant or not. Is that what you wanted to do? Yes, that answers part, a lot of it. Yeah, I was also asking, you know, when type 1 diabetics have established diabetes for a long time, very often they don't have those autoantibodies anymore. Do those autoreactive T cells also go away? Or do they persist? That's, yes, um, yes, compared to mice, of course people have much longer lifespan. And then some patients develop diabetes very quickly right after antibody is found. But some of them takes like more than 10 years. And then, um, you know, in the, in the third slide here, uh, you know, I showed you lots of T cells could be found in human pancreas. But it was, at the time I said in this case, actually um, in any part samples, most of patients who gave us um, pancreas had diabetes more than like years and years. About more than 90% of pancreas have already lost T cell infiltration and are already glucose staining. So um, probably the stage 
what we find at the time of onset in human would be already, you know, the response to, to pancreas may have been already done. However, um, it is true, in those patients, definitely T cells exist. Reactive T cells exist. Frequency of T cells may be already getting down because inflammation has been already done. But those T cells definitely exist. So again, when we, you know, come back to the, the story of IRA transplantation, we definitely need to think about T cells uh, responding to to endogenous pancreatic IRA. That is what I believe. Mean. That's fair. I want to go back to, to Rami's question about the related disease the fact that you found public TCRs that are not responsive to highly damaging dose, that aloe, you know, these sound like polyreactive T cells, kind of like the natural antibody repertory and humor response. So the question I was having was whether or not in the silo, in the, in the inflammation of the eye, whether you also find these same TCR sequences that you find in the eyelids. And going a little bit beyond that, but now you look at different tissues for the